Hey, everybody. Uh, listen, we are live. I'm excited about today's podcast, uh, and we're going to have a great discussion. So I need you all to start hitting those shares, hitting those likes, let people know that we are here. And uh, it's called uh, the Relationship Bootcamp Podcast with Pastor Will. I'm doing a discussion with one of uh, the daughters of Victorious Praise, who is now a pastor, an entrepreneur, a mother, a wife, and everything else in between. Uh, but we are excited uh, uh, about this. Hey, Shamika. Hey, how you doing? I am great. I'm great. Excited about this and um, certainly appreciate you joining me. Listen, as we get started, you all go ahead and hit those shares and likes, comment. Uh, feel free to interrupt us, ask questions, but we just going to have a little talk here. And uh, Shamika, you were, we, we got on a little early and you said, what's that goatee, that gray stuff on your face? Is that what you said, darling? Yes. I said, you always had a goatee. I said, but um, is it getting a little gray? <laughs> Darling, pray for your pastor. See, it's always been gray. I just used to use that just for men to keep it black. Okay, okay. That's what it was. And uh, I just said, you know what? I, I just turned 60 and um, I'm, I'm through faking the funk. I'm, I'm just... the funk? <laughs> <laughs> so I am, I am who I am. Uh, and uh, so this is where I'm at a little bit older now, but maybe a little wiser. I don't know. I guess I'll let y'all be the judge of that. But daughter, how you doing? It doesn't look bad. It doesn't look bad. I'm just not used to it. I just, I, I get you. It. Okay. <laughs> on a motorcycle. Um, As a matter okay. of fact, I'm getting ready to go pick up my motorcycle. I, I've been through my classes. I'm getting ready to go pick up my motorcycle. Uh, I got me a, um, um, uh, what is it? I got me um, a convertible Mustang. And, and uh, I'm, I'm just, you know, darling, I'm just trying to figure out how to enjoy my life. Somebody said, Pastor, you're going through a midlife crisis. I said, darling, y'all too late. My midlife was 20 years ago. Uh, I'm just, I'm just going through a enjoy your life stage right enjoy, now. Live your best life. That's what there you say. go. Live your best life. There <laughs> you go. There you go. So, uh, thank you for joining me though. Um, this is Shamika, just so that I can bring you up to speed. Okay. So I've been doing this podcast for now, maybe a year and a half. You know, when the pandemic happened, I started trying to figure out different ways to reinvent ministry. You know, I know that we still have our traditional church services, Sunday morning worship and um, and those types of things, Wednesday night Bible study. But yeah. just before the pandemic happened, I tell people, I said, I really feel like I had a Joseph experience uh, 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 um, in that God prepared me. I, didn't, I can't say I'm a prophet. I knew the pandemic was going to happen. But a lot of the things that I put in place helped us to get through it. We established growth groups uh, so that the church was not just dependent upon a gathering experience physically to hear the pastor. We connected people to each other rather than just 
to everybody to the pastor on Sunday morning. Right. And so that got us through the pandemic because people were already connected in their groups and we just use Zoom to stay connected. Uh, we got very engaged in our, what's that? Sticky Church, that's the book you gave us to read. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and that's very important. We really invested in the uh, online ministry even before the pandemic. I mean, we had StreamYard, we had Facebook, we had YouTube, Instagram, and we were doing all of these things so that when the pandemic happened, we made that shift and didn't miss a beat. And so here we are now, three years later, we're back in full force, eight o'clock, 1030. We got midweek, we're back in our growth groups. But now we have this online and during the interim, I started a podcast. I started a morning prayer and they won't let me stop. So I'm on every morning at six o'clock with about 150 people. I'm on on Tuesdays uh, sharing and talking. And so I wanted to change a little bit, bring on guests from time to time. And you're one of my guests. So go ahead and introduce yourself. Shamika, uh, tell us a little bit about you. You started, well, I know you when you started as a little girl. I ain't gonna say you're a little girl, but, but y'all should be a little girl. <laughs> Uh, uh, you could tell me how many years ago, but go ahead and introduce yourself, darling. Okay, so I was 18, like fresh out of high school, and um, okay. I came to Victoria's Praise. I rededicated my life at Victoria's Praise, and I mean, I just shot through. I just came in, and I was like inspired. What What else? I got married, came through there. I think it was like 16 years. Was it like maybe 12 years? I was a member for like two yep. years. You went through our minister class? Very young. Okay. Um, my mom, you know, I'm like, okay. She's like, you can do it. And so I'm kind of just like going through with her. And um, she became a minister well before me. And then I became a minister, went to Kojic Academy. Uh, you, you inspired that. That was okay. definitely all a pastor will move. Because <laughs> I was like, I don't think I can do it. <laughs> But I did it and I finished and I had a good time. I met a lot of awesome people, um, became an evangelist uh, with District Missionary Coley, um, mm. Victoria's Praise. And um, it was me, Everett, Elder, was it? Uh, Elder Everett and Elder Wendell. I think it was all mm. of us kind of graduated in that class and worked in the college. I think I've worked in every single ministry there was. Um, then a little yeah, bit. Victoria's praise to be uh you you have to be Jamaican at Victoria's Praise. Yes, you, know, yeah, you don't yeah. get one job at Victoria's Praise. Yeah. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I cleaned the bathrooms, I, I worked at children's church, I helped remodel some stuff, <laughs> dig a ditch here and there. But anyway, um, just serving. I went out and evangelized and McDougal Terrace. So, you know, just the whole scope. And I remember you used to tell me, darling, you can't start nothing unless you understand how to run something. <laughs> so, um, you know, I got married. Which is, interesting, which is interesting because when you think about all of that stuff that had you doing, here you are now, a successful entrepreneur. You run your business. You are a pastor. You got, a, you, you got two babies. You got a husband. And so all of that, because now you running things. So uh, <laughs> uh, you got two, I mean, your little girl looked like a mini me of you. I mean, yeah. 
I'm not talking about that's her daughter. I'm talking about that Shamika yeah. uh, uh, 20 years ago. Oh, so yeah. uh, let's let's start talking about let's let's first get kicked off with uh, marriage and family. Tell us about that experience. Have uh, uh, getting married, having two beautiful children, because this is called the relationship boot camp. So I want to talk about your relationships with your family. I want to talk about your relationships with your uh, business. And I think you did some corporate stuff as well. And then yeah. we want to close out by talking about your relationship with the church that you and your husband have lunch. So let's talk about family. Okay. So and, and everybody, as you're listening, please feel free to put questions in the chat. And I believe that my daughter, um, uh, um, Andrea, is on. So, Andrea, if a question comes up and um, I don't see it, just put it in that space that me and you share, and I'll go back and look at it. But go ahead, Shamika. Well, family, my direct family, um, been married for 10 years now. Um, and you, you married us. And what else? I mean, we've we've been together, been in ministry. We we kind of left. Tell us about first of all how you got together. Tell us about how you stayed together. About your challenges, your struggle. We're very transparent here on this call. Okay. Um, people know that I've, I've I've been going through a separation and and things in my relationship. I'll probably open up about that at some point. But but tell talk to us about yours. You know, okay. you've been married. Uh, both of y'all still smiling, so I'm I'm assuming y'all good. Y'all doing this. You're, you're still producing children, both physically and spiritually. So tell us about getting married, how y'all got together, your challenges, and ten years later with two kids. All right. Well, we actually met through I'm gonna say friends. It's, it's honestly the craziest story. Which, being transparent, I was introduced to him by somebody. I'm gonna say it was a friend. Okay, I'm gonna just say it was a friend. And um, when the mutual friend introduced us, it was like, hmm, okay. Um, and then we never spoke again, never ever spoke after we were introduced until like a year and a half, maybe two years later. And then he saw me on Facebook and he was like, hey, can we meet for dinner? And so, you know, we kind of just talked and the rest is history. Um, and he was my workout partner. So he became my gym partner and he has been training me in the gym ever since. He doesn't make it like a requirement that I stay fit, but um, <laughs> I mean, because some people make it a requirement, like, you know, and people are like, you want to take me as I am. And okay. either way, you know, you got to love that person through those challenges because I've had a baby. Remember when? When I had Austin, I gained like 80 pounds. I was 200. My normal size is like 135, 140. I gained 80 pounds for Austin. I was a good two, wow. 205. Mm. Help me through that. Um, but at our wedding, we like immediately got pregnant, probably maybe like two months after we got married. That was a little challenging. Um, I'll say because we didn't really get to have a long marriage period, but we kind of got through that. We both were coming out of challenging relationships. So it was like growing together for us because he, he was very like, rah, 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 rah. 
And I'm like, hmm. Even though I will go back and forth, like in a conversation, I don't like to argue. And I'm no, like, Shamika. Now, Shamika. Now, Shamika. Shamika can go, y'all. Shamika can go. Uh, uh, if you meet her baby girl and and listen to her baby girl, you and, and then and and then you say, okay, that's why her baby girl that way, because that's who her mom is. Shamika will let you know what's on her mind. I'm definitely gonna do that now. This is just embedded in my soul. I have to. However, my daughter, which is so funny, she's so quiet. Like she doesn't like to talk. My mom okay. literally, you gotta ask my mom. My mom has to pray over Layla's mouth because Layla would not talk. Okay. <laughs> um, and I'm not gonna say that I'm not, I'm exactly like that. I think that what's gonna happen is if you tell me what's on your mind. Then you better be prepared for me to tell you what's on my mind. And then after that, I mean, we could go back and forth about it or we could just let it go. But okay. um, but anyway, I will debate you. Let's just be fair. Right. There you go. I know you're a debater because me and you have had some conversations. Because you are a debater. Like you're like, Absolutely. I'm going to give you my mind, darling. Can you stay? So how did you and your husband handle that? How did you and your husband get through 10 years of, 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 of Shamika letting you know what's on her mind? Um, I don't think he was like used to like complete transparency. Like okay. for me, it was very successful. Like I'm good at relationships because honestly, I will say like if me and you didn't work out in a relationship, honestly, it was I'm not going to say it wasn't me because I've had some crazy moments. OK, um, and maybe you didn't like what I had to say. And I've grown to learn how to say it where the delivery is receptive. It's kind of covered in sugar because I've read a lot of these books you gave me, How to Win Friends and Influence People. Um, but anyway, me and him worked it out by because um, he wouldn't talk. It would, it would like he would just be like, rah, 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 rah. and then I say my little piece back and then he wouldn't say nothing. He'll be like, hmm. And I'm like, hello, hello say something. And, and for him, it was like, I need to think. So I had to learn how to give him his space to kind of think about what he wanted to say. And so we would come back to it. So like an argument for us is if we petty stuff, like, mm. I don't know. You didn't, you didn't cook dinner. Who was going to cook dinner? Nobody thought about cooking dinner. I think because we're both very busy and he kind of respects the corporate business side of me where it's like, I'm not a traditional like stay at home mom where I'm AB, I, I've already got the dinner prepped at five and I got snacks and, and book bags made. I'm not that traditional mom, but I am a mom and it works for my family. Um, but we've worked through those kind of challenges just by listening and being loved. I think Rich is more he's more kind than I am to say the best. That's the okay. best way to say it. He's kind. Tell, me, tell us how your life changed when you all started introducing other people into your family, namely your two kids. How did that change your life? Well, it changed my life. Um, one, I think that first rich helped to develop a softer side of me because I'm not very like mushy, mushy. I think that he, opened up my heart to kind of love in a greater capacity. And then when I had the kids, the kids like, oh, because I'm very focused and I'm a driver and I just could just 
almost run over things and people. So I'm, that's why I used to say I'm maybe not the best of friends because I'm not like very considerate, but mm -hmm. I am. So the kids kind of expect heart, which each and every one of them. And so the dynamic of that, it was almost fun. And I became like mommy, mommy. And, you know, my I had a son first, which was Austin. So he just like kept us on our toes. He just kept mm -hmm. us. But Rich is very family oriented. He's he likes to be a dad like he enjoys that. And he likes family time. So really, honestly, it wasn't really difficult. It wasn't difficult because it was like we set vision at the beginning of everything. So at the okay. while we were having the kids and before the kids came, we set vision. Like, this is how we want to run the house. This is how we want to take care of the kids. This is our vision for taking care of the kids with discipline, with school, with, with um, everything. Their diet, like, with, and he couldn't eat milk. So we believed together for his healing. And then we believed together for like his diet. And so we implemented that through our family. So we had to say, hey, mom-in-law, this is for me, this is what we want to introduce to the kids. And he had to say, hey, my Wanda, stop giving him all the snacks because now he got to go to the dentist and it costs a thousand dollars. Okay. So vision helped kind of keep us both focused because before it happens, you have to agree on the thing with the vision, you know, you hmm. don't just have kids and just be like, oh, we'll figure it out. I mean, you can, but when you have a vision for it, it helps mm -hmm. you to plan better. Um, you know, that, that's very interesting because one of the things I introduce to my ministry, to my family, and to even people I counsel is setting a vision every year, resetting that vision, write the vision and make it plain. The Bible says where there's no vision, the people perish. I, I remember when me and Grace, even before we get married, we actually picked out the names of our two children. We yes. knew that our son was going to be Anthony and our daughter was going to be Crystal. And that's exactly what we had. But, you know, there's differences. And so to come together and say, okay, how are we going to raise the children? I think that's a great point to set that vision. Yes. Let, let's, let's shift over. And anybody have a question, please feel free to put it in the chat of me and Shamika. She's a podcaster, a pastor, an entrepreneur. And I want to move into her professional and entrepreneurial career. To me, Shamika is a go-getter. She she reminds me of me a little bit in that when I was in corporate America, I wasn't just there to for for a paycheck. I wanted to advance. Yeah. That's who this girl is. And yeah. uh, as an entrepreneur starting Victoria's Praise, I wasn't just you know showing up to church on Sunday. I want this thing to grow. So talk to us about that. Your, when you first about corporate America and how you advanced there, what was your, how did you do that? And then go into your business, which is also flourishing. Well, I started, um, I started in sales when I was very young. Like my mom knows I started working at 15 because I just had this mind to, to, to think and get my own money and to, to just to go get it, like you said. And then when I moved to North Carolina, I started in banking and I started with SunTrust. Um, and when I started there, I started out as a teller and I literally worked my way up into management. And I remember with my career at SunTrust, you allowed me to bring and roll out something that was even, maybe I shouldn't say their names, but you allowed me to roll out a program in the church which allowed people to open accounts, which then led to me becoming the number one salesperson in SunTrust Bank. 
Um, and I got, you know, um, regional recognition throughout the company for that program. And so mm. I just continued to excel. You know, I saw there that honestly, I was like, you know, I have over $5 million in sales and I've opened up all these accounts and I'm only making $50,000 a year. Like that doesn't make sense. <laughs> and so I switched over into, um, executive business sales and AT&T. And then I had, you know, and I'm still with Rich at the time. And, you know, I've had businesses the whole time I've had, I've always been a photographer and a creative. Literally what I say I am is a creative that encompasses everything because I think that I have vision and I'm a visionary, which you're a visionary too. Um, and so when you have vision, it's not really about the industry. It's about accomplishing the vision and about bringing success in that. And so um, just maintaining relationships. I think sometimes, you know, when Rich and I were together, he was like, man, you are like majorly focused. So I had to explain like pieces of who I was to him as a entrepreneur mind and a visionary to say, I have to be creative. I have to have this creative space. But he respected that. He was like, okay, you know, well, let's just, I want to do it together. That was his thing. He said, let's just do it together. Don't, you don't have to isolate me and be this boss on your own. Like, let's do it together. So I was like, hmm, okay. And so that is a whole nother dynamic of a relationship mm-hmm. is learning like, a part of yourself that you're so used to doing on your own, learning mm. how to c- accomplish it with another person that's especially your spouse. Like, I go home with you. Do you understand mm. business me is very different <laughs> from the white <laughs> me? <laughs> and, and same with him, because when he's focused, he's like, he's, he's like an analytical brain. And if he's made his plan to do it this way, you want to do it. So I've learned to come in the media. He's learned to come in the media with that, where it's like, I know that when we're already in it, we're not changing it because that's his success. That's how he works best. So we compromise in that. And it's not really a compromise. It's almost like a somebody has to be willing to compromise themselves to work together to learn the other person and to be successful in that. So, you know, that's an interesting statement that you made. And I appreciate you making that because the Bible says, um, how can two walk together except they agree? Now, here's the point. We don't always agree. So how are we going to walk together then? (laughs) Someone has to say, okay, you know what? I will defer to you and 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 it, and it should it should not be a dominating thing like I'm the HNIC in this place and you're gonna do what I say. One, <laughs> it, 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 it should be a progressive. Let's talk this out, talk it through. Let's see what makes sense. Now, yes, we do define certain roles. If you're on a job and you are the supervisor or the boss, uh, you can open yourself up to hear discussions from your uh, employees. But at the end of the day, it's still going to be your ultimate decision. But but to include them in the process, and I think that's important to do that in relationships as well, is make sure everybody is being heard no matter what the ultimate decision is. And then once we make the decision, we walk together in it. And that's what I heard you say about the compromise part. That's exactly right. And honestly, Pastor Will, you giving that scripture is the exact scripture 
that we live on. Like we have a scripture wow. problem. How can two walk together except they agree? So our mm. success in life, in marriage, in business has been, how can we walk together except we agree? And it's not saying that I have to agree with you, what you're saying right now is that I have to be willing to understand. Wow. And that becomes a sacrifice. And then in being willing to just understand, maybe the Lord will speak to you and say, just hear her out or mm. give her a moment. But I never force my will on him. And he never forces his will on me. And and that that is how it works. Yeah. You and know, so that, that, that that's very important because sometimes we get into these battles and what happens is the other person don't feel like they're being heard. Yeah. Listen, just because we don't agree don't mean that I don't hear you. Yes, that's the important part. You know, even in some of my training, I, I tell people, stop talking and listen. That's it. Oh, my God. Be quiet. Listen. And then let them know you heard them by repeating what they said. Yes. Them eye content. You know, some people are like, I hear you. Now they're over there watching that. I hear you. No, I want to see your eyeball. <laughs> I want to know that you hear me. Repeat back before you just let, you just waiting on me to take a breath so you can give me your point. No, don't do that to people because they feel like they are not being heard. Yeah. They feel like now this business thing, girl, you got to talk to me about that. So you eventually, I don't know if you're still doing corporate America on the side. I did a little bit from the side when I started Victoria Sprays, but tell me about how you go now. Okay. So now I'm, uh, I, I've been from an 18 year old girl. I've been through ministry, pastor had me doing all these classes, going to Kojic Academy, running college ministry, all of that. I get married. I have kids. I'm in corporate America. I'm killing it there. But then I go into my own business, entrepreneurship. Tell me about that transition. Why, how, where? And, and just so that you all know, I really respect Shamika and her husband with their business acumen as well. We still got to talk about the ministry, yeah. but um, I was so impressed with what they're doing and how they've get connected because this is about relationships as well you got to have a heart you got to be hard worker now we can't you know you 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 can't just say you know i tell somebody a miracle is not a plan it's not well, god's gonna do it yeah god, no a miracle is not a plan you got to have a plan to work so tell me now this business you and your husband i said okay they're gonna do a food truck all right they're gonna sell some food okay but y'all not doing a food truck or selling food y'all are killing it as yeah. entrepreneurs running a business with employees making money. Talk to me about that. So um, I still worked corporate America for a short term. I went and worked and became, I started out as an office supervisor with the census, um, became a regional manager, managing seven states, um, and was very successful at that, which was probably the, t the, the tippy top I can go. Um, being from Raleigh, being located, I had to move to a different state um, if I wanted to probably pursue anything else. But did that in the interim of Caribbean Kicker. Um, and I think within a year, we were, I mean, our first year, we made over $200,000 on the food truck. Mm -hmm. And we started in the off season. 
of um, making money because everybody's like, oh, you're not going to be successful. You're starting in a hard season. And so we were like, okay, you know, but we had a plan, like you said. And then we allowed God to just come through on the miracle of blessing it through favor. Mm -hmm. You know, for me, the miracle is when like he gives us access to things that man uh. can't have. And mm -hmm. so, you know, we were, we had a plan. We began with that vision, um, which I did write a book. That was one of my first books on how to start a food truck. Um, and so we, we developed this plan and we stuck to it and we worked together. And then we had my brother, which has been a blessing to the business. And he helped us and he was just there for us because it wasn't easy initially. We, we, we left our jobs. We left AT&T and was just like, we out both of us and we were both making like i think together maybe what 180 grand maybe 200,000 together at AT&T we took all, all of our money and just believed like we out mm. and okay. um which is difficult a lot of people couldn't do that and i'm not saying do that please don't uh no like no. you can't let me be real clear y'all no you can't work somebody else's vision oh no god don't you don't have their gifts or their talents. You have to do what God has given you gifted. Uh, I, I quit my job at IBM making a hundred and some thousand dollars a year and started a church. But if you take my vision, you might be homeless. The reason why I said, please don't do that, because people are selling their success without selling their process. And to mm. me, that's fraud. No, say that again. Somebody write that down. People are selling their success, getting you to buy their books. Look at how rich I am. Right. But they're not selling you the process. Boy, say that one more again. They selling you the success without selling you the process. This is what I tell Rich. The sauce cannot be bought. It can't be bought. Okay, you got to be in the kitchen and you got to make it. You got to whip it how the Lord gives it for you to whip it. And so. For us, we just believe God with the vision that he gave us with all of our heart because we had to follow the plan. And so we did it year after year, even in the pandemic. We lasted through the pandemic. I mean, and that was very challenging. Yeah, they get we decided we weren't going to commit no fraud with no PPP. We, we did it the right way. We we believe God. We instituted you know, processes even and mitigated extra marketing and other plans to be successful through that. But we decided before it even began, another thing is that we're not going to let finances get in the way of our marriage. Mm. It's not. I said some a couple basic needs I need, babe. I got to have some gas and I got to have some food. Long and, and I gotta have some shelter. Long as I got these things, I'm gonna be all right, you know. And so it, it wasn't that we were we had any other motive but to just be successful together. Um, and that's so, so and 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 the one thing that I love because you know I was thinking maybe one day I may invest. And I'm not gonna work no food truck, but I might invest in one. Shemeek and then want to start a business and take on an investor. Pastor Will may be hanging out there. <laughs> at it. I may have a little piece of money that I can invest in it. Oh, but, but 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 I I I I learned a lot just listening to you and understanding because you're right. It wasn't just a food truck 
selling Caribbean food. It yeah. was a business. It was a process. It was a relationship. It is understanding where to, the connections, getting into. You begin to show me some things like, now, if you get this right here, you can make all your money right here to pay for your truck. But if you get into one of these big major events, you can make $30,000, $40,000 over a weekend. I'm like, good God, what is this girl doing? But you know what? She was running a business, not a food truck. She was learning the business because see, when, when you do this stuff, it works in any arena. And so, you know, whether you're doing ministry, whether you're working in corporate America or whether you're running an entrepreneurship, if you have those processes down, then you can experience the success, which brings me to, um, your ministry, your church. Give us the name of your church. You all started out very unique. I think you're still doing it, an afternoon service. So talk to us about, okay, now we're going to do this church thing. So it's Full Worship Church and the senior pastor is my husband. Um, I started out as just the um, executive pastor. My strength is that I know my strength is administration. Um, I am a preacher, though. I'm a, I'm a preacher. She's I'm a, a bad preacher, preacher now. She's I'm a, a bad preacher. preacher. You know, my, my I've had a lot of bad preachers at Victoria's Praise, and she's one of them. Yes. And my pastor, you can't you cannot not be Pastor Will is your is your pastor because he going, ah, you know, he go he going to take it in. And so um, and and I. You know, let me just pause to say this, Pastor Will, is that you require a lot out of me. Mm. Um, but I was willing to take on the challenge, even sometimes where I fought it, you know, because I think I have, I know I have a strong personality. And I know like a lot of gifted people have strong personalities. And I think one thing that we came into knowing that you usually kind of draw people like you are. And so um, it let me kind of get into the space of understanding gifted people and, and dealing in this arena. But anyway, that, that's, that was my little segue. But um, Rich and I did start the ministry um, and we, it's a year and a half now. April makes two years. It, wow. it, it, it is a, it's a baby. Um, we started in a um, building. Rich had faith for this building Um he know he's always knew he wanted to be a pastor. He's always knew he wanted to start a church. Even when we got together, he was like, this is what I want to do. I'm going to eventually do it. So are you on board with that? When he told me like 10 years ago when we met and I was like, well, yeah, I guess so. And then even as time kind of passed, I was still like, eh, do you know what goes into this? And he was like, you know, yeah, because we, you know, I count the costs. I'm back here calculating like, <laughs> like this is what it's going to require. Sacrifice of time, this, that, 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 you know, anyway, over the root of two. So, um, but yeah, so I was, I was like, okay, well, I, you know, I got you back. And he was like, I don't, you know, want you to just be a late person. I want you to be very interactive. I want you to, you know, use your gifts and things like that. So I agreed. Um, sometimes, you know, I've kind of, I've quit maybe twice. <laughs> um, but I have great people surrounding me um, that love me, that I can be transparent with because I'm going to tell the truth, like you said. And a lot of people can't deal with that. Even if I'm telling the truth about myself, I'm like, I don't like it here today. <laughs> mm -hmm. I don't like this. And um, 
and it's no harm. I feel like, you know, it's just who I am as a person. Um, but the ministry is going well. We have a children's church. You came here, you prayed. Um, we, we went full fledged and, you know, I've had some conversations with you. Rich has had some conversations with you just about, you know, the, the, the trials and the struggle. And I'm like, how do you do this past will? Like, how do you work and be a pastor 24 hours a day? <laughs> and you're like, darling, you gotta, it's hard work. Like you do anything else. And I think that that kind of shifted both of our brains. And I was like, okay, well, we're not foreign to hard work. Um, I guess it was just understanding that piece because we can do the people piece because we're, we're in public service, but mm -hmm. we didn't, under, it, it's just bridging it all together. Um, but God is blessed. Uh, we, we have a, an amazing worship team. Rich is, uh, I mean, he's a worship leader, musician, pastor, producer, and all of the above. So, mm -hmm. One of the things that I've always said about ministry is, you know, there's a lot of churches out there, a lot of people preaching, a lot of people uh, telling you about Jesus. But when I uh, mentor young people starting churches, I, I, I often think businessly like, OK, what do you bring different to the table? What I mean. There's already churches out there. I can go learn about Jesus from 150. I think somebody told me in Durham, there's over 990 churches in Durham. So why and that so in Durham is about half the size of Raleigh. So why would somebody come to my church? What do I offer? What is unique that someone who can connect with me would connect with my church? And you all did some unique things. I remember talking with you all about your vision. As you said, I came over and helped pray when you all just had the vision. The building was still empty, concrete on the floor. And, and, and so we had to envision what it was going to look envision. like. Before the vision came to reality, but it was very unique and some things that you all wanted to do with music and, and, and that community. So tell us about some of the unique uh, propositions that you all offered as a ministry. So some of the unique things that we offer, we, we focus on the word we do. Um, one of the caveats is that we start at four right now we do. Um, but for us, a lot of the musicians that are, they call it prime time because 11 o'clock, 10 o'clock is like prime time. So honestly, you cannot get a musician prime time. You won't have to search <laughs> high and low. <laughs> and so one important thing, one of the most important things for us was music ministry. And so, you know, we, we have full worship music group and, you know, we want that to be a part of the ministry starting at four o'clock right now um, and, and just offering this unique worship experience, this authentic, you know, like free atmosphere. I think we go for like an hour and 30 minutes at the max. And, um, you know, we have children's church, but. I think that those are some of the very unique components um, to hear. It's a, honestly, the age group is very broad here. It's not like just a group of, you know, younger people, but it's very broad and it's a very loving atmosphere. It's just so, it's so loving, but you're going to definitely feel freedom here. 
That's I know that that's one of the words. There are some additional things that you all do in the facility. I want you to talk about oh, that. Oh. But 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 you know you said something. You said something that really intrigued me, and I hadn't even thought about it. She said we started at four, but we wanted a full worship experience. But most of all of the worship, the the organists, the musicians, the people who are at that professional level have already been. Uh, have already assigned themselves to a ministry that probably is giving them compensation that yeah. they are using to live on. And so if you just starting a church and you can't give somebody $500 a Sunday, okay, uh, you and I just remember when you said that, I said, you know what? I started doing my church for one hour at 10 o'clock and I used a musician who was playing at another church. Exactly. And, I, and I said, can you come play for me from 10 o'clock to 1045? And then you can leave and go to your church. Exactly. And 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 uh, by the time he was packing up, I was about I was about 90 percent through with my sermon. I was in my good hoop. So I got a little music with it. We had our good praise and worship. And, and you came back and you said, OK, we're going to do ours at for. Yeah, so anybody yeah. that wants to connect with us, they don't have to give up $500 a Sunday at the church that they're going to. And we can grow organically right now exactly. until we get to the place where we want to or can afford to pay somebody that. But uh, that was a very unique thing, darling. Strategy. <laughs> <laughs> because, because, you know, Rich is like, I need the best of the best. I'm not about to take no, you know, no harm or no foul to the musician that's just starting out. But he's like, uh -uh. and so we have some of the best musicians that are like anointed. You know about the music ministry, Pastor Will, right. so, so important. And I mean, we have some of the best musicians and things of that nature. But you know, we're very like prophetic flow ministry where we're, you know. We just kind of flow, not that there's no structure because there's structure and, and, and there's authority, but is is we just flow in the spirit as far as in song and different things like that. And we, we have a real good time. I'm trying to still get Marchetta to come here. I'm still trying. That's why the four o'clock still works for her. <laughs> wow. Wow. So let, let me do this. We're, we're about out of time. Let, let's open up for questions. Uh, listen, you all have a powerful, we didn't talk about her other thing. She's a podcaster. That's um, what I want to talk about real quick. A, what's that? I said, that's what I forgot. It's about my podcast, Ignited Journey. That's the podcast. And the looking out for um, the book, She Speaks, which is a combination of the three faces of Eve, your sermon topic, um, and a book that I have been working on, which was Looking in the Mirror. So I combined all those together in um, Ignited Journey. Yes, that's the name of the podcast. So go check it out. Um, the new series isn't up there yet, but the new series is She Speaks, which is trademarked, by the way. It's, re it's being trademarked. Um, that's it. That's all I wanted to talk about. Okay, so we got a few minutes left, and my and I think my internet is interrupting or something, so it's coming in and out. So hopefully you all um, 
are um, can hear us okay. I know I'm being interrupted on my side, but if you all have any questions for Shamika on any of the areas, um, her early life as a ministry minister at Victory's Praise, um, uh, husband and wife getting started, raising children's corporate America, entrepreneurship, or marriage, or a podcast. I think I just went through seven things, Shamika. That's awesome. <laughs> but I'm bad with uh, Absolutely. So, and 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 uh, so I guess I'll open up. If anybody does have a question, please put it in the chat. I'll open up with that question. Talk uh, uh, talk to us about balance. Um, so my mom used to me all the time about that, um, which is creating a schedule. Hour by hour, literally, because when you start to do a whole lot, it it has to break down by the hour or it's just not going to get done or it's going to skip slip your mind or something. But, you know, I make time and I make priorities. Everything has a part. My family is a priority. The ministry is a priority. Everybody has their respective place. And I give it its time and I'm present in every moment and I'm, you know, genuine, transparent open to receive and to give in every moment, but I make sure that I'm intentional and I'm scheduled and mm. it works. Very good. Very good. Well, I just, you know, I, I really appreciate you, Shamika, for taking the time to talk with me. It certainly adds to this. Um, I'll send you this if you uh, um, want to use any part of it, but I certainly appreciate you coming on. Uh, we're one minute over our time, but uh, this has been powerful. Uh, check her out. Check out her podcast. She told you about the church uh, and uh, her business. So if you see Caribbean Kicker, that's Shamika. Uh, give me the name of your church again. Forward Worship Church. Forward Worship? Mm-hmm. Okay. Forward. All right. Okay, very good. So thank you for your time, darling. This has been great. I want to, uh, those of you as you're streaming, please do me a favor, share this with somebody. Somebody can learn. This is a powerful woman of God. She knows who she is, but she's married. She's she's honorable to her husband, her pastor, her children. Um, and um, uh, she's still a, a, a daughter of mine. I call her. She answered the phone when I wanted to learn about the food truck. She shared everything with me and, and uh, even allowed me to gain some knowledge about that particular business. I was very interested in uh, their ministry because I'm interested in and, and this new generation. And I've spoken to Richard about that, uh, her husband. And I'm like, you know, I'm getting older. She, Shamika already talked about my gray hairs and, <laughs> and all of that. But I still want my ministry to be relevant. Yeah. And so that part is very important to me. So thank you, darling. I appreciate you. And um, anybody that have any additional things, well, let me see here. Um, let me let me just pop up some of these comments that some of the people had. Shamika, great conversation. Uh, oh, I see you got your husband was on. Okay, <laughs> okay. Uh, that was great, uh, Ebony. I think it's I think the reason why it's interrupting is it's my computer. My computer is going a little off. Uh, Ebony said you did an awesome job raising the young lady. Hats off to you. Oh, Thank that's you. Awesome. 
So he's a, <laughs> he's a great, he's I, a I just love it. What did you say, darling? He is a great pastor. Yes. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, Marlena, uh, what did she say here? My computer's going a little haywire. Thank you, Pastor Shamika. I really enjoyed this segment. God continue to bless the ministry and continue to move you and your husband forward. How about that? Forward. <laughs> Love you, lady. Uh, awesome. Bless you, Pastor Will. And bless you, Richard, Pastor Gardner. Man, I thank God for you all and really appreciate the relationships that we have. So thank you, Shamika. Right. Uh, uh, have a blessed day and uh, we will see you the next time. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.